0: Yeah, we Um, have the same birthday. Kwame and Krumah? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Me Mm -hmm. and Kwame Touré have the same birthday. Yo, we are great. (laughs) Listen to it. Look, you see? You see? Connected. Okay? (laughs) Me and Kwame Touré have the same birthday. Oh, we're going to be great. We are great. You know? Right. We're going to continue to do great things. Let's get started. everybody this is Issa Cosette and you are listening to Issa's Way your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed you didn't know you needed but we're so glad you're here and this week we have another very special guest my sister Miss Amber Williams how are you queen?
1: I'm doing well I'm so (laughs) happy to be here. Me
0: too because we actually I remember like Almost this time last year, we tried to figure out how this would work, yeah, but I wasn't skilled enough, so evolution. and we were like one day, we were <laughs> just we were really
1: dead. patient with each other, like because we, we there's a lot of stuff that you and I have tried to link upon,, yeah. I feel like we just have an understanding like it'll happen
0: is it exactly, we yeah. know it is because I feel like especially on my journey, I wouldn't have even begun had you not told me about yours, you know, so we continue to reflect and challenge and mold and grow and there will be a time where we once again will be together. I agree. And work and build and grow and heal. I agree.
1: I was so happy that I could be there for your wedding celebration
0: me that too
1: was <laughs> that, you like, Ever! <laughs> that was important i feel like our bond is interesting yeah like i don't see you every day i don't talk to you every day but those pivotal like yeah and every time we link back up it's like oh, you still on that wave you
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. still on the same <laughs> way exactly <laughs> oh man yeah We we have really good moments and very good connections back from Valdosta to the time when I was in Atlanta for the short period before I came back to Puerto Rico. You almost came to see me in Puerto Rico, but that'll come again, mm, yeah. you know?
1: And then one time I, I went to Puerto Rico and you were like,
0: ah, yeah. uh, see, see, see out. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I was there. I was like in another space, another free trauma. It'll happen. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm confident. Just it will. Time
1: and yeah, it'll happen.
0: So tell the people a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, I'll start with my name because I know like we talked about that earlier. So my name is Amber Jazz Williams. My mother gave me that my name Amber from a book she read. And then my brother gave me Jasmine because he thought it sound good. And then Williams is like obviously a colonial name from somewhere, but we take pride in our last name because it was our grandfather. We really appreciate our grandfather. So even though there's the colonial aspect in there. And then Anket, um, which of course I sign all my my artwork on with Anket. It means woman of life. So I guess you know you start with a name. I'll start with my name. So Anket means woman of life. It's an African. It's a Sudanese title. Before Islam, before Christianity, before colonialism, Anket. Um, and I and and I took it because I felt like I needed some life in me. I was going through a lot of things. Um, uh, I guess you know, just keeping it basic, I I paint, <laughs> I paint photos, and I write poetry. beautiful
0: photos, photos, and pictures, and painting, and words, and all of Thank the you. above. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. How I met you was through poetry, you know, so what inspired you to become a writer, and then evolve into a painter? Right, because it
1: was definitely poetry first. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I don't know which one, I think that i think as when i was younger i like you know i guess as early as i can remember i was drawing pictures and writing poetry so i don't know which one came first poetry though seems to be more natural for me like i can like i can just write poetry like i'm thinking in poetry painting was something that took longer because you For me, I needed a teacher to help develop that art, that craft. I can draw little pictures here and there, but when it came to like turning it into an actual work of art, paintings and stuff like that, I needed help. And uh, when I got to college, I I don't know, I just, something in me felt like if I didn't paint, I would like crumble. So I started painting. And then from there, time was my teacher, like just trying again, just trying again, just trying again until something beautiful came out. but with poetry, it never really seemed that way. It seemed like it was, I don't know, it seemed like if I, I don't know, it just seemed so natural.
0: <laughs> it comes out so natural in your words. I'm like, she just breathes it. And then you just like, I just wish <laughs> that oh, I could even, but like you said, I think the key is the time that you just kept learning, you kept trying, you kept growing. And that is important in this art. It's not just that you start in your just amazing some people are but you still have to work and nurture and it's something that just reveals so many truths once we continue at it you know yeah yeah yeah
1: and then even like with poetry when I first started like when I first started writing it was about God like you know like in Sunday school just like writings and then once I got like of age I guess like 18 19 it was about heartbreak and it stayed about heartbreak for a long time <laughs> and then eventually it came back around to god so like nowadays most of my poetry is you know like about god
0: spiritual yeah exactly mine mine was i remember it was death then it had to do a lot with like that process of like being in the cocoon before yeah. before i became a butterfly like that's where i think it was like just that cocoon and then it was water
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and now I'm back at death because it like, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's funny how things circle around, you know? Yeah. What have, what have been or who have been your inspirations? I know what Rumi is one. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> Rumi is, oh man. Uh, but before Rumi, because I, I didn't really start reading Rumi until like 2016, 17. Before then I it was hip hop. Like I was listening to DMX and Nas, (laughs) Um, most deaf, I just, I liked, I liked words and like people who could put words together real nice, and then of course later in my life, J. Cole, but then when I got sick and I really felt so disconnected from art, period, and children because I love children that's what I do with my work I just felt so disconnected from everything and then I I saw this quote that I had put on my Instagram from like 2014 and it said that what you seek uh, allow yourself to be drawn by the silent pool of what you really love it will not lead you astray and the picture was like a you know like a little vortex of a, a line and I was like That sounds interesting. And I saw Rumi at the end of it. And I was like, let me look this guy up. So I was in the hospital just like looking up Rumi poetry. And I don't know what happened to me that I was so unconscious of like this closing off in my chest to one day, they're, you know, like they were trying to give me blood transfusions and all that. I don't know like how you how you're unaware of that process. But I was aware of the reversing of that process because the, the poems were like bursting little pieces of life in my chest it was so weird and i was like okay and then one of my teachers i was studying meditation at the time and he he asked me he was like you know you're you're in the hospital a lot do you want to live and i didn't know wow. and he was like well if you can't answer that question you probably don't want to you are just you know a coward like you don't want to say it so you're gonna like slowly kill yourself because my hemoglobin count kept dropping and um but when I started reading that Rumi poetry I was like wow I'll live I can live for this if I can feel this I, I can live so Rumi's poetry after that I mean I still love Nas I still love DMX I still love J. Cole. <laughs> yeah. but that that redirecting because all of Rumi's poetry is about you and your relationship with the beloved capital B So that that redirection to that helped me decide that I wanted to stay alive, and my hemoglobin count just never went back down. Like I'm healthy. I'm, you know, Alhamdulillah. I'm good. good.
0: (laughs) See, Um, there is healing in poetry. This is what, like, I know there is. Oh my
1: God! I know there is wow even more than a, you know they wanted to put somebody else's blood in my body and i just thought they said i would have to come every 6 months to redo the process just to make sure that my count was up and i, I something in me I'm just going to work
0: but that poetry ah oh. ah oh. <laughs> see this is just confirmation for me so i mean for other people too but like there's just there's this place that i'm going and I've been kind of unsure how to get there. And I know it, the, the answer has been what I've been avoiding and I haven't been nurturing, and which is poetry, right? Oh, it's and your beautiful. It is. But I, I know how I dedicate and spend the time on other things. I don't take the time with that which fills me. You know what I'm saying? Like you know that it's something you're good at. You know that's something you feel. It's it's like building a relationship with God. Like you know He's gonna always going to be there. You know that you just have to pray to communicate. But sometimes we don't pray. Sometimes yeah. we don't read our Bibles, you know, sometimes yeah. we don't go to church and we get kind of disconnected in a way. So through poetry, though I read it and though I write it, I really didn't spend a lot of time in it and really sitting with it and really letting it grow and heal me versus, okay, I'm just going to write this and look at, and never touch it again, you know? Yeah. So I'm re looking and rereading to heal and nourish, you know, like you're saying, like, wow, these things are bursting out of me. Like, and, and you're bursting. That was also probably another way of going and doing it, spiritual surgery and healing you in those oh, places yeah. that, you know, that you needed. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm very interested who, to see. Who knew
1: the answer to, to low hemoglobin was in <laughs> your chest?
0: <laughs> he knew. That's why he wrote those words. It's something in here. Yes. It's so wild. Yeah. Wow. You just were mentioning how through that you were being able to live now. So how else has art pretty much changed your life and given you life?
1: When I'm away from it. I start to feel that feeling again. And because I know where that's going, I don't stay very long, I, you know, I pivot. I think when I was younger, I would let that feeling, it's really hard to articulate, but I'll try. When I was younger, I used to let that feeling linger. Now that I'm mature and I know what that can lead to, art is the way that I keep myself on that life path. I feel like even if I was to die reading Rumi, I would still be alive. Like if, if I would if my heart were to stop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but without poetry, without art, even alive, I feel like I'm dead. And it's not a good feeling.
0: Embracing the goodness that is coming, the healing that comes with the poetry. You have created a wonderful nonprofit, The Art of Esteem. Yes, your baby, <laughs> many years baby. In. right, internationally known, renowned <laughs> now, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you better claim all of the greatness that you are <laughs> you know you are like you of your name a woman of life you Aww. are giving life you are giving art you are giving healing you are making cultural connections tell us a little bit more about the art of esteem and what inspired so, you to start this the art of
1: esteem I that, that was before Rumi before like I even popped off like selling my artwork and stuff I was doing work with children in the non- in the non organization the boys and girls club and i really really loved it but i felt like you know the administration was kind of off on some of the things that they were observing about black children and so i wanted to design some kind of program that could help like offset what was going on within the organization so i started developing these little programs etiquette programs history programs stuff like that and just to help like children feel more okay with their skin color okay with their hair okay with their names um, because I've been through all that <laughs> so I know what it's like but when I graduated kind of felt like man I missed that so I started doing it some more and next thing I know I have a non-profit and I'm like you know just doing it for real for real And like um, getting people's attention, getting donations, getting invited to other countries to see if the program would do well in other countries and stuff like that. But I think the biggest, most consistent thing we've been able to do is right here, where I'm from in Atlanta, Georgia, because we've been in the after-school programs for three years, almost four. We didn't quite make it to four because, you know, what we're doing right now. Um, But hopefully when this is all over, you know, God willing, we'll be able to pick back up and go right back into the school systems um so basically it's a esteem program because i felt like the children in ethiopia and senegal and atlanta and jamaica were all facing the same challenges which is like not wanting to be who they are and i felt like that's such a handicap you can't start off life not wanting to be who you are that but i know because I was, like, the oddball in my family, and, like, I never really, like, enjoyed my skin color, my hair, none of that, so, like, I can, I related to that, so the program teaches how to really just, you know, maybe if I give you some different data, like, some historical data, you might feel a little bit different about who you are, and it's worked, I mean, like, I've been in um, countries for 29 days, and by the end, the children are, like, I want to go to Africa with you, Miss Williams. I want to, you know, like, can oh I come? My God, and yes. So the program works. I know it works. Um, I think that we're we're definitely facing some challenges right now with the 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 pandemic because trying to get um, parents to do an after school program after they just taught their children, you know, all day in school. So I'm still trying to work out those kinks because I do want the program to keep going. Um, so I will we'll figure it out we've always it will figured out how exactly you will
0: evolve yeah. and the right students will continue to come and more countries will be calling you inviting you to like oh, break out willing program. I hope so <laughs> Oh yeah cuz it's much needed next you know you'll be in Puerto Rico oh you know, that would be great yes <laughs> speaking that's a little happening. bit of spanish that would be great <laughs> that's fine that's fine we'll get there you know practice <laughs> makes perfect you know eventually i'm gonna learn right. some patois as well you know right. other than like, <laughs> french you know but i was really reading something like i can understand it and i can speak a little bit like i would love to continue to perfect it and be able to speak it as fluently as i do french? spanish you know yeah oh, okay french is yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Just be open so that I can, like you said, so you reach more people and let them learn more—not only just um, about themselves, but about Africa and know that yeah. we are all over doing many things. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it works. I mean, honestly, twenty-nine days, and you show up somewhere, and children don't even want nothing to do with Africa. Like they don't want to even hear the word. And then you know, at the end of the program, it's like, I think I'll check it out. I- <laughs>
0: yes that's good um i know you have some poems you're gonna share with us we'll
1: we'll do we'll do one for children since we're on this um topic so i met a child in 2014 in my first pilot program in jamaica and his smile i just he was so smiley like even when he was in trouble he was he was still smiling it was hard to like reprimand him because he just had this big smile And the biggest eyes, I was like, this child is the cutest. But um, I wrote a poem from him, it's called Little Smile. You mean more to me than you'll ever know. Your little smile, it brings joy to me. I love you more than I could ever show. All the while, I'm still praying. I'm praying for your happiness. I'm praying for the state of God's highest glory and all the best because your little smile it brings joy to me. <laughs> my shmau. smile is too much. Right yes. <laughs> I wish I had a picture. Oh,
0: wow.
1: <laughs> I, I a could a just listen to your far. poetry
0: all day, just like...
1: That makes me feel good. The, yeah, Thank piece. you.
0: Just
1: like your
0: voice, the calming, the encouraging message. Oh. Share some more.
1: Okay. Um, the one that I had in mind was... The one that I'm working on now, I want to compose a little project with some poetry in it so that people can have it and not have to like wait on me to you know, perform it. <laughs> um, it's called Soul Call. I call every piece of my severed soul back to me now. The piece lying in tears at the feet of my mother come the pieces lying in blood spilling over the palms of unfit lovers. Come. The pieces laying low in the Atlantic waiting to be recovered. Come. I can carry you now. That's it. For me, I felt like my heart had broken so many times. Mm-hmm. And like, I can remember those moments like vividly, like the, time, like the first time my heart broke or something like that. And... Um, I feel like I leave little pieces of my heart or my soul. It's like there, but I feel like it's been happening for, you know, like since our ancestors were in slave, were being enslaved and brought across the ocean. Can you imagine how many hearts broke during that time and how many pieces of us are just scattered? I mean, you know, let's stop with the metaphysics. Let's talk about physical Mm -hmm. things like physical bodies being dumped over into that ocean. Like we have little pieces of us everywhere, Everywhere. but we want them back, you know? I want them back from, from them times, from the, you know, anything mean my mom ever said to me or any person who didn't deserve me and got to love me and didn't treat me right. Like, you know, all those moments. I want them back. I want them back.
0: <laughs> you know, cause we're whole now, you know,
1: Oh yeah. we've okay. been, we
0: don't break.
1: Yeah.
0: How are you on your way, Amber?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I think that Rumi has changed my life. <laughs> I'm doing so much better than I ever have and it's not because of anything that's happening out here it's just because of my my connection to my teacher you know these books these dreams I have the feeling of not being alone like I'm doing well how are you doing Isa? on your way
0: wow this is the first time someone's ever asked me that no way always ask them and I just like up oh, alright so <laughs> I, I, ask, I ask myself that when I do my weekly check ins but wow what a way to mm, see this is why you and I just work so well together but that sounds like a poem ooh I am on my way full of life full of light and full of understanding I don't feel like I've always been this full, but Mm -hmm. now today, you know, and these days I've realized that I have always been and have um, everything that I've ever needed. And that is my light, you know, which Mm -hmm. helps bring me peace, which helps bring love. So Mm -hmm. that is, I am full. That's how I'm on my way. Yeah. That's good.
1: That's yeah. a good way to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have to. We have to try because I know there's days where you may not feel that way. So to be able to remember, you know, that, like you said, when when you know you feel yourself kind of going to those dark spots or slipping away from your yeah. art or poetry, you don't stay there too long, Just you swim. know? So if the days where my cup doesn't feel so full, I won't stay there too long and I find ways to pour into myself, or, you know? Um, heal yeah. and connect so that's that's beautiful I love you
1: <laughs> I love you too <laughs> no I feel like when I was a child you know I or just immature in my thinking feeling that it's like something's like leaving you it's really your life force it's your light it's, it's leaving you I would play with that energy like I play around with it like oh let me ignore this. Go have a drink, or, uh, or I, I might even take pride in writing about it. Cause what hits harder than dark poetry? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, exactly. those words just come out so
1: easily. <laughs> so like there was like at least a two-year time period where all my poetry just was about glorifying this process of just being dark, or like leave it like the life leaving. And now that I'm a mature human being, I don't even play with that that feeling it's not it's not cute to me it's not funny I feel like our ancestors have been through way too much and I don't have to do it all over again you know we have our own problems in the real world I don't have to create them within myself I don't so but yeah I feel like that's a sign of a mature human being not allowing yourself to to keep going back down there and a side of God's grace because Amen to that without grace it's really hard to try to combat those feelings. But when you but when you have a little bit of information it's irresponsible
0: to mm. keep going back there. So you screaming at me <laughs> Okay I will do better. I'm sorry Lord I promise. yeah that's funny. <laughs> um I'm I'm affirming what you just said. <laughs>
1: yeah i'm with you i'm like yes. yeah me too i feel that way too yes yeah.
0: tell the people where can they connect with you where can they support you uh, shout out your page your social okay. all of that
1: so i'm going to be as broad as i can be because someone might hear this who has some information um we need so the art of esteem the the, the organization for the children I, we need the most help right now with um, just vision, like how to how to, how to to navigate through the pandemic because I really want The Art of Esteem to still be relevant, <laughs> you know, as long as there's children will be relevant, but, you know, just navigating skillfully. So if anyone has some kind of advising background and they hear this, we need it. You, and you can reach out to us on theartofesteem.org, our website. Um, and then for my poetry and my art, you can follow my Instagram. I don't have a website yet, but you can follow the Instagram, which is Empress, E-M-P-R-E-S-S, Jasmine, which is my middle name, J-A-S-M-Y-N-E, Jasmine, um, and all my art, all my poetry. I tell you, I have so much fun posting those poems and those pictures. It's like my joy. So, um, And other than that, maybe someone could email me at onket A-N-K-H-E-T, rumi r-u-m-i at gmail.com so
0: yes send her love send her support if there's any way if you feel led and guided to give do that plus more and share this message because definitely the art of esteem needs to be in many schools in many homes in many children's minds, and not only not only just for the kids but us as adults because i feel like there's still inner the a child feeling that we got to do for ourselves you know oh yeah oh yeah leaving pieces of ourselves but that's for (laughs) another day thank you amber so much thank you isa
1: this is fun yes
0: i love it we have to definitely do this again um until next time this is isa's way y'all be blessed peace